Live from the Nova Home Loan Studios, it's Cofield and Company. Nova Home Loan Studios back in the Finley Toyota Studios. It's uh, Ari. JVT is out here as the company. It's Cofield. Massive, massive day as we kick off a 3 o'clock show. Uh, we knew this would be coming, but we'll get to Flurry and Leonard and McCrimmon and Flurry's agent and the Blackhawks and if Flurry's going to play and all that throughout the show. We'll take your feedback on the phones as well, your feelings right now at 364-1100, 364-1100. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. So before we get to that, John, a couple of things that are trending. Uh, later on, we'll have a further update on Tate Martell, uh, Ballyhood high school football recruit out of Bishop Gorman. Multiple stops, big-time stops. Uh, rumors persisted throughout the summer that he could be trying to join the UNLV football team. More news yesterday. It's official. He's on the team. He's going to walk on. He's got comments. So we'll get to those a little later on, and I'll, I'll give you some feedback on uh, what I think about the move. Uh, another big story of the last week or so. Remember that Vikings coach who was booted, supposedly, for not wanting to take the vaccine? Well, you know, if you if you read the stories that day, there were a couple of mentions, like there may be another role for him in the organization. So Rick Dennison is going to be with the Vikings. He's going to be in more of an analyst role, an advisor role. My guess is he won't be around the players. So that problem solved. It's not flip out time. So the Olympics are trending. And right now the trend is, my God, the women's teams, some of the most high-profile women's teams, just spitting the bit, choking big time. From the softball team, not winning the gold as a minus 150 favorite today or yesterday or in the morning, whatever. The women's basketball team, minus 1,000 to win the gold before this whole thing. Looking shakier and shakier every time out. They were minus 30 in the game against Nigeria. They won by nine. By the way, nice job by Asia Wilson. She was the stud of the night with 19 points and 13 rebounds. But they're looking shaky. Uh, Soccer, I don't know what women's soccer is going to do. They were minus 185 to win the gold coming in, destroyed by Sweden in game one, uh, bounced back with a big victory against New Zealand. Uh, but then today is a minus 400 favorite with the draw at plus 400. They got a draw against Australia. So another women's team firing on uh, less than whatever cylinders. And then we had Simone Biles, which is a very layered story. And the reaction is coming from all different directions. But Simone Biles had a back out let her teammates go out there and get the job done. What are you seeing in terms of the reaction? Is there support for Simone Biles? Cause she did mention mental health or there's a whole theme developing here, folks around the Olympics. We have Americans who hate American athletes who have said they're actively rooting against our Olympians. What's the reaction you've seen on Simone Biles and I'll call it tragic. You know, it's sad that she had a back out. She's one of the legends of American sport in the Olympics, and she didn't get to you know fulfill all of it by walking away. So can I can I say two things first, really quickly? Uh, one, I like this holding the women athletes to the same standards as the men. Right, a uh, a women's basketball team that is still winning outright is not uh, is not performing up to task in terms of some of these events. And 
the uh, U.S. women in softball, which I watched a good chunk of that game, losing in the gold medal game. Not good enough. So I'm down with this. Now, can I say? Not if the, if right. the men's basketball team, oh, team doesn't win the gold, they're a flop and a failure now, and an embarrassment. Right. Well, and, and I and I do. And, believe and applying those... the same standards means that you've arrived in terms of coverage. Right. No. And patting to me, patting one set of athletes on the head and going "good job," while holding the others, you know, feet to the mm-hmm. fire, is insulting to the athletes that you're patting on the head. Right. Now, when it comes to Simone Biles, of course, you see it both ways. Like, you see two ways to look at this, right? You see the overwhelming support of people who are coming out and, I'm with you, Simone. You do you. If it's mental health, take care of yourself. Mental health should be treated just like any other injury, all those other things. And then you see the others who call her a quitter and a wimp and a whiner. And and rightfully, I think the one bit of criticism which I think is interesting is, because I didn't know this, Apparently embracing the GOAT mantra in terms of putting it on her leotard and using the logo and some sort of mark, all these sort of things, but then saying, ah, weight of the world on my shoulders, I can't really do this from a mental standpoint. So I think you've seen it pretty much everywhere when it comes to Simone Biles and what what happened this morning, last night, whatever it is, in terms of time. I will say that some of the comparisons being drawn are a little different in the past as opposed to what actually happened today. Right. In terms of like, for example, I think it was Doc. What do you call him? Doc Travis, Clay Travis, who brought up Scottie Pippen as his like, hey, we destroyed Scottie Pippen in these. Well, Scottie Pippen was throwing a hissy fit and didn't want to go into a game. Right. That wasn't hey, mental health. This is a problem. I'm not feeling it right now. And I think those that's where you have to be careful is where you're drawing these comparisons. I think that's where you have to start to look at the nuance of the situation, not just go, hey, this athlete quit in a certain situation. That's exactly the same thing because they're not all equal. Here's what Doc Travis said. Scottie Pippen still getting or still gets crushed for pulling himself out of a playoff game against the Knicks because a play wasn't called for him. And the blue check brigade on here wants to tell me Simone Biles is a hero for quitting in the middle of a team event. This is crazy. Those aren't the same things, though. Right? Am I wrong about that? I think they're a little different. Right. Right. Like when you're when you're throwing a hissy fit. I think because... the, the, the big difference is that Scottie Pippen never mentioned mental health. And if he had Maybe you'd have a case, but I will also argue that when men bring up mental health, like Paul George, right. it's, it's not accepted. And I think that's I think that's what's hung with uh, Paul George uh, after you know last year's bubble. I think that was attached to him for many people who were rooting against Paul George. You know, he also called himself you know playoff, whatever, P. playoff P, and then people started calling him pandemic P. But he'll never he'll never get rid of that. There are always people who are going to be like soft wimp, right? So, but so so where do you go with that though, right? So. I am the, of the camp that the people who call Paul George soft because of that are in the wrong, right? Citing mental health, and think about that situation too. Isolated in a bubble in Orlando, not able to leave your home. It's just basketball. It's just work. Go back to your room. Work. Go back to your room. That's probably a pretty poor situation for a lot of guys, right? I think it was a poor situation for a lot of Americans. It right. screwed them up big time. Right. And so, like, I'm of the camp, like, the Paul George situation, you're wrong for criticizing him for citing mental health in those situations. And I would, I would to a certain extent believe that with like with Simone Biles, right. right? You're probably wrong if you're going after her in a certain situation like this. Like both of those things, I think are similar, and I think right, the people who are going after both of them are kind of at the wrong here. Now, I will say where this becomes interesting to me is that from everything that I have read, it was the team activities, right, in which she pulled out of, and that the door is still open for her to compete individually. That's where I think it becomes pretty fascinating. And where you open the door yourself for criticism, which is, 
yeah, I'm not mentally fit to compete in the competition, which, by the way, by all indications, I'm not great with gymnastic scoring. They weren't going to win against the Russians. So you you pull yourself out of that, but then you might leave the door open for yourself competing for individual medals. That's where I think it becomes interesting in terms of the conversation. Here's Simone Biles explaining the situation. I just felt like it would be a little bit better to take a back seat, work on my mindfulness, and I knew that the girls would do an absolutely great job, and I didn't want to risk the team a medal for uh, kind of my screw-ups because they've worked way too hard for that. So I just decided that the, those girls need to go in and do the rest of the competition. Okay, good explanation. We'll have more from Simone Biles later on. And it all, you know, a lot of this is all under the same umbrella. We're going to talk a lot about mental health over the next few months, and I'm sure next season when it comes to Robin Leonard. He's the guy. That's who they chose. We'll give our opinions on uh, who they should have chosen, but if you missed it this morning, Marc-Andre Fleury has been traded to Chicago. I think he is going to play. I don't think he's going to retire. I'll say what his agent tweeted out this morning I thought was kind of crappy, but he's done some crappy things in the past, uh, suggesting subtly that VGK is a crappy organization because they didn't tell Marc-Andre Fleury about the trade at the exact moment that it was finalized. There's a lot here. I'm going to start off by saying, and I said this a couple weeks ago, and you chuckled, and I've said this on the podcast, and I've said it multiple times on the air, whether John was here or Adam or Adam Candy, whatever member of the company, um, I think Leonard should have been the guy to go because I think he could have fetched more, and I, I do have some doubts about Leonard being able to shoulder 61, 63, 65 games. I think Flurry is still awesome. He just won the Vesna. I think he could last for another three years. So that's where I stand on this one. Do I understand the move? Of course. Do they have other things working? Of course. They had a choice between one or the other. They went with a younger guy with a longer contract. We're going to see how it works out. All the emotional stuff we'll get to. For you, this was a no-brainer. Math gone, Leonard's the guy. Right. I just think Leonard's the younger guy. If you're moving forward in terms of building your roster with the future in mind, then you choose the younger dude. You have mentioned before that in terms of the developmental goaltender who could eat up, what, 20 starts or so a season. Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson could be on the way very soon, sooner rather than later, in terms of freeing up some cap space and moving forward with the two younger pieces at goal, one of which you believe in and we know is a somewhat proven commodity in terms of the statistics that he has turned back, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I can totally understand the questions about availability, but in terms of what you know from Robin Leonard as a goaltender, you know what he is, and he's a solid goaltender. He's a top-ten goalie. Right. So no all doubt. of that all of that put together, I, I think to me, that for me, the deciding factor is one guy's 36 going on 37, the other guy's 30. And he just turned 30, what, like 100 days ago or something like that? So that is ultimately why I would go in the direction that the Vegas Golden Knights did. 364-1100. Phones are open throughout the show. Chime in when you can. 364-1100. we got a bunch of good football guests coming up as well. But what are you feeling right now? Do you buy what the agent said this morning, uh, kind of suggesting that Flurry got jobbed a bit? Do you buy that Flurry could walk away from the sport, that he could retire? Do you feel like the... Organization chose the wrong guy. Have they mistreated Flurry along the way? And what do you think of Leonard being the dude now? Three, six, four, eleven hundred. I think Ryan wants to chime in here on Cofield and Company. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Good. How you doing, guys? What do you think? So at at first, you know, when I first get the alert that he's being traded, you know, it's heartbreaking. You know, everything Flurry did for this city and how he really embraced us, but. When you look down, when you take a moment and take a step back, you know, like you guys just said, Leonard's the younger goalie. 
Um, everything that I've read from Twitter reports and everything says that it, you know, it's a salary dump, and we got nothing back. But this is going to help us resign and keep Alex Martinez. I mean, would you rather have Leonard and Martinez, or would you rather have just Flurry and lose those two? I know it sucks, it stings, but a lot of people are saying, "Oh, we're not going to make the playoffs with Leonard. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that." I still think we're going to contend for a, a Stanley Cup next year. So, does it sting? Yeah. Should we retire Flurry's jersey? Absolutely. They should do that opening ceremony, like he was the number one pick for an ex- the expansion draft, and you know he's meant so much to the city. Hi, Ryan. Do you buy that it was, as he put it, uh, Leonard Martinez or just Flurry? No, I, I think you're moving one of them to make the space, like, right, like... To help on Martinez. Correct. And, and any other moves that you, you want to You could have moved Leonard and still had Martinez. Correct. It was Fleury. just... The, the situation was, move one of the goaltenders. That's all that mattered. And then you could have gotten whatever you were going to... What you are going to get with Martinez and what you potentially could get down the road. 364 364 Big, 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 big story. We knew it was coming at some point. It breaks today. Marc-Andre Fleury has been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. What do you think of the move? There's a lot of pissed off people, a lot of pissed off people about this, and they should have known it's coming. But this has been a hot-button issue, a powder keg, for the last couple of years with Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, and I will say that uh, Kelly McCrimmon, the GM, did say he just didn't think the situation was going to work out well again with both of them around, that they had to deal with a lot last year and they handled it well. He wasn't so confident that it would be as smooth this time around. Tom is with us on Cofield & Company. Hey, Tom. What's up, Cofield? So, man. Uh, one thing that really confuses me, I don't know if uh, if you guys happen to have heard the podcast that Foley went on. It was a couple months ago after the mm-hmm. season, and he actually went on there and, and stated that when he signed Flurry after the expansion draft, he basically gave him a, a like a personal promise, like a you know a man's word type of a thing that he was going to retire at night. So last year, when all of this was likely going to happen and it didn't i said well that's why that's why we're carrying two goalies is because foley you know kind of held up his his word or his his honor or whatever and i don't know i mean i think it makes sense in the in the long term best interest of the team it sucks it's terrible i i don't for all the people that are up in arms and saying you know a they did flurry dirty you know he, he didn't know it was coming when McCrimmon said, hey, we, we started talking Saturday to Chicago and we mentioned it to him, uh, I, I just don't think it, it's at all plausible that he had no idea. Do I think that Twitter may have, may have you know, tipped him off before McCrimmon called him? That's possible. But I think the outrage is a little bit overstated, even though it does feel like you know, somebody died on the team. It's terrible. It's horrible. Right. All right, Tom. Good call. Well, you know, we're, we're going to play McCrimmon uh, after the break, some of his bites, and maybe that'll explain it better to people who didn't get to hear the press conference. That's kind of a – he did a press conference today at noon, media availability. I don't think a lot of people heard his explanation and how much they had spoken before the trade. So what most people are going to see is the Alan Walsh tweet. Uh, he said this morning, while Mark andre Fleury still hasn't heard from anybody with the Vegas Golden Knights, he has apparently been traded to Chicago. Um this is, I mean, it's now pretty consistent behavior oh, right. by Walsh, but here's the thing. It's Flurry's guy. So if he keeps doing it, then it must mean Flurry's echoing some of the same sentiments. Right? You're, you're not going to let your agent go out there and say stuff repeatedly 
that potentially makes the organization you're with uh, look like crap. React uh, just a couple of minutes. Let's get Russell in before the break here. Three six four eleven hundred. Russell, how's it going? You tell us. What do you think? <laughs> well, as someone who had a hand to in continuing hockey in Las Vegas a long time ago in 1988, uh, with the, uh, the 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 decision to have the rink dropped into Santa Fe, that's that's history. Here, I'm looking at this as uh, listen. Uh, uh, my favorite hockey player is me, and I love going to go, 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 going to the games. It's it's that uh, this whole thing with uh, with the Flurry situation. He had some good saves, yes, he did, but he was a pillar in the community, and he brought people into the saint in the seats, and that's what they need to understand. So every year for the last two years, they were looking at the goaltending. Uh, let's see if we can cut this and cut that and trade somebody and trade somebody. I'm not going, no, at the end of the day, uh, they couldn't put the biscuit in the basket. Uh, Stone was over in the Montreal series, uh, and we need to look there. We don't need to look at the goaltending thing. Uh, we just we just traded away the best of the trophy winner. Yep. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, let's be real. Let's be real. So if you want an expansion team, and yes, we've enjoyed a great ride since they got here. I mean, a great ride, phenomenal ride. But now... This is what you're going to get. You're going to you're going to get an expansion team, and it'd be subpar. There'll be less people in the stands. This is what you get. It's a bit all right. I strong stuff, Russell. Appreciate it, dude. All right, so attendance could drop, and this team could become very mediocre, according to Russell. You guys can react three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. And on the way back, we'll hear from uh, Kelly McCrimmon, who spoke to the media about three hours ago. He gave his explanation of why the deal was made and uh, all of the conversations that he and Flurry had along the way the last six weeks. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Cofield and Company. Cofield and Company. Now Wheeler, cross-ice pass and a big save by Flurry. And then he scrambles back across the stop safely. Unbelievable. Two Wonderful save, one, and how about that position to get back? Wow. This is something else by Marc-Andre Fleury, and then the, the presence to know that he has to desperately dive across. It doesn't get any better than that right there. No, it does not. It does not get any better than Marc-Andre Fleury in net. Heroic saves, leading an expansion franchise to uh, heights that no one ever expected well he's been traded to the chicago blackhawks his agent suggesting that he's got to think about it he's going to show up uh, now he's got something to prove he'll be motivated robin leonard's the goalie we'll see what they do behind robin leonard they've got some elite prospects the golden knights do but they've made their decision leonard's the guy flurry is gone and it'll be a topic for a long time uh dude barry wong used to work here in vegas and tv is now down in tampa um, said something a lot of people sa- have said so far that, hey, if they win, you know, no one's going to remember this. They win what? The Stanley Cup? If they don't win a Stanley Cup what? in the next two years, Flurry is a topic. That's it? Oh, you're uh, right. I forgot about it, the it, Stanley it, Cup it, they won with it, Flurry. It will be. Come on. No, they're they're making they're they're expected. They're a favorite ever, since the expansion year. They've been a top five team. Right. This move is to make them better. They have to win cups. Right. But that, that's, that's it. But that's completely ridiculous. So something you never achieved with Flurry 
mm-hmm. has to be achieved now. Right. You've made the move that suggests that you are going to get better. You need to win cups. Or you've made the move of the one that, that makes the most sense for your team. Listen, I'm not saying it's me with the expectation that they have to win cups. Although I do think if you're a top five team and you're adding every offseason that you should win some Stanley Cup titles. Right, but that doesn't But, but I'm telling you, the Flurry fans, anything short of a cup will be talked about as a failure and that Flurry could have done it and Leonard didn't. Right. But that's that's going to be the story. What I am saying is that is ridiculous because if that is your story, where is the cup that Flurry won? Well, where is it? My... If I was a Flurry guy, and I really don't have a dog in the fight, I think they should have kept Flurry and they they should have moved Leonard. But if you're a Flurry guy, you would argue that last year they could have won the cup had they not brought in Leonard and had Flurry the whole time and put the money elsewhere. Right. But I'd also argue you could probably win the cup if your offense shows up. They could have gotten a lot of help with the Leonard money or with Flurry off. Right. I'm a if I'm a flurry guy, I don't. I'm not right. But what I'm there's saying, no I, argument for flurry being gone. He's the better goalie. You know, he I'm was the better the goalie last part. year. Yes, right. We like this is what I like how we forget the what, like when you look at again like the I gap bring between up the them two years ago was right. minimal, and you guys acted like there was some giant chasm between the two. There wasn't. No, but see, this is the argument all along. Okay, but see, you cannot use that line because you're acting like there's a giant chasm between the two as well. No, I'm not. Like that's when you look at the numbers, when you look at what you have done, when you're talking about 2018, 2019, and 2019, 2020, those seasons in terms of the statistics from Mark Andre Fleury were subpar compared to what he did last year. He had a great year last year. The phone lines are open. Join the conversation on Cofield and Company now by calling 702 364 1100 or tweet us at Cofield and Co. John, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. You have no idea on this. We're going to have to use the phone calls to freaking break the time. How stupid. Oh, wait, we dropped. How do we drop? Oh, I get I had some good. Holy points. cow. You were ranting for the for three minutes there. And apparently uh, Ari just informed us that we had we had dropped. So good, good, good rant. Yeah, good, good rant. Points. You're really you're backing me into a corner. But uh, I don't know. It's almost like I have a cut the feed button here. Yeah. <laughs> abort. Abort. Todd making some good points. That was great. That was great. Uh, yeah, we're we're on uh, we're on opposite sides on this. And again, I'm not I'm not a flurry fan, and I'm not a, a Leonard uh, disliker. That's not even a word. I'm not a Leonard hater. I I like both guys. I think they're both. My, I've told you my 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 biggest concern with Leonard is availability, and, right. and we're going to see if he's available for as many games as you need. Now that you don't have one and one A. And really quick, so I want to make one. I think that's an absolutely fair. Criticism, right? If you look at the numbers in terms of availability, I think it's absolutely fair to wonder if Leonard is going to be available. I will say that the reason why I feel like I am in the corner of the Leonard move, and maybe this is unfair, and I will totally buy this, is I feel like the crap that this guy gets from people around town is completely unfair. I feel like he's a he's a really good goaltender. There are a lot of things that back that up, and sometimes the dude is, for some reason or another, just crapped on for no reason. And I think that's why I'm so staunchly in the corner of kind of being like, no, like you have to realize he's a good player, man. Also, I'm smart. John is up 364-1100. Not John Von Tobel. John the caller, 364-1100. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Um, yeah, I'm on the side with you. Literally, I don't think we should. We should have kept uh, Flurry. I'm a native here. He was like the heart of the city. 
mind you, I'm like a C-tier fan, you know what I mean? I really didn't like hockey before before here. But the game I went to, he made like the, the, the save of the year. And, and when I'm watching on TV, seeing Leonard like, get smashed out by like six in the game, like, you know what I mean? And then I think we traded one of our young prospects who was busting our ass, like, in the playoffs. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think, you, like, you're right. If we would have not just went after Leonard, we could have kept some of those prospects and, you know, spent that money elsewhere. That's it. All right, John. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think you're referencing Nick Suzuki. That did get back Max Pacioretty, so that's paid massive dividends. Right. So that wasn't a money move. They actually added money in Pacioretty. Now they've just traded Cody Glass for another young guy, Nolan Patrick, so we'll see how that works out. They were down on Glass, and Patrick gets a second chance. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be heated, man. It's going to be very heated. Uh, Facebook response this morning was all over the place. There are people who understand it. It's just there are people in different camps, and – you're right. Uh, the Flory people do get a bit ridiculous in their dislike of Leonard. Right. And that's not fair. I, that's And that's like, and I like, know that's driven you and Adam Hill nuts as you're trying not to pick a side, but you gravitate to a side when you see a case like that. Like, folks, relax. It's a, Most of this is a hockey decision. If you're, if you're getting rid of Marc-Andre Flory for a dude who's got like an 899 save percentage and giving up three goals a game. Right. I, I could totally understand getting really pissed off, but that's not the case. And again, I think the availability criticism is completely fair. So we'll see if he is going to be available for a good chunk of these games, right, when the season starts. But th- those kind of things have always kind of bothered me, and I think that is why I found myself in this camp more often than not. Kurt is on Cofield and Company. Hey, Kurt. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Hey, um, I just think, you know, to me, I thought about – there's a lot of similarities between the Aaron Rodgers situation and the Flurry situation, um, you know, except for that Green Bay Packers are whole trying to hang on tooth and nail to their guy, and we just salary dumped, you know, the Knights just salary dumped Flurry. So, I mean, they're both like the same age. They're both MVP and Desmond Trophy winners last year. They're both, I mean, they both have championship pedigrees. They both, I mean, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, and I, I, you're definitely on to something, and they're both clearly irked at times by the way management operates. That's true, too. And they both made a big error in the championship game this year, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kurt, I mean, good stuff, man. Similarities go on and on. I can, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just find it, you know, an interesting comparison. I know Absolutely. it's a different sport, but. And, and it happens uh, often in sports. Thanks for the call. Listen, Tom Brady and management, in the end, didn't get along. Tom Brady went on to win a Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, we're going to hear from Matt Damon later on, who's Patriot super. Well, is he a Patriot super fan anymore? We're going to find out. Maybe he's a Bucks super fan. He's a Tom Brady fan. But at some point, you know, there's an old guy, older guy who's been, you know, a big part of your organization. And do you let them stay around where it's too long and not make the transition early enough? And you miss out on that next young guy. Now, I think the Knights have a guy in Robin Leonard who's proven he is a top 10 player. Jordan Love, I don't know if he's ever going to be a top 10 quarterback. And right now, the Patriots don't have the next guy unless it's Mac Jones and he turns out to be a top 10 guy. But these these situations are super common. You know another one? The Niners. Right. With Joe Montana and Steve Young. Now, is Robin Leonard going to reach the heights that Fleury did? Maybe. Uh, but there were a lot of bitter feelings there. Now, I, I hope from what we've heard – that you know, Leonard and Flurry was never Montana and Young because mm-hmm. apparently that was pretty prickly behind the scenes, just like Rogers and Favre was pretty prickly was behind saying, the scenes. Rogers and Favre seems like a, a fairer comparison, right? 
and Favre goes on to have an, an incredible season with the Minnesota Vikings and right after he moves on and yeah. we'll see what that's going to have to turn out but I will say this though and maybe I'm just too caught up in our conversations that we have all the time mm-hmm. but don't we don't we laud and compliment this team for having this cutthroat nature Gerard Gallant Sorry, bro. You're gone. I do. Right? Like I compliment him all the time. And so I, I feel like that this is also part of this, right? Yep. Like you, you can't sit like this is somewhat cutthroat. This is the guy who I agree should have a jersey like up in the rafters when all is said and done. I think he will. His staff has his statue. He'll get, like, he'll get the statue. About, right. I'm the only guy in the market asking for a statue. He'll get it right. at some point. So he it's should be a while from now. <laughs> but like think about that. Like we, we've always talked about this team is the business has always come first. The end goal for a Stanley Cup has always come first. And when it comes to players near the end of their career, whether Mark Andre Fleury has one year or whatever it is, we talked about this with the Raiders in the offensive line, right? Mike Mayock, what was behind the move? You didn't want to be stuck with an offensive line that had reached its peak and fallen off a cliff. And so you take the dive, maybe a year too early, we'll find out, but maybe this is the, this is that chance. This is what you're doing right now if you're this franchise. And so much of the story today develops as it comes out, Fleury's traded to the Blackhawks. Then Fleury's agent goes up online and says, while Marc-Andre Fleury still hasn't heard from anybody with the Vegas Golden Knights, today he has apparently been traded to Chicago. Well, Kelly McCrimmon came into the press conference today, and he was like, listen, I, I'm going to address this right out of the gates. Uh, this suggestion that you know he's blindsided by this is kind of crazy. Now, he didn't say it that way, but as he explains it here, uh, they've been talking about the possibilities for a while. Uh, these were conversations that began between uh, Mark Andre and myself at our exit meetings on uh, June 29th. Uh, at that time, uh, I told Mark that I uh, couldn't say for sure uh, what we would do with our uh, goaltending for the upcoming year. I said to him I wanted to treat him professionally. I wanted to treat him with respect. I wanted to have open lines of communication. I wanted him to be fully aware of any discussions that I might have uh, with teams. I wanted him to be completely comfortable if he heard uh, rumors or you know saw things uh, out there that you know made him uncomfortable or made him curious that he uh, certainly uh, should feel free to call me. Uh, we spoke many times from uh, from that day uh, up until uh, you know as recently as uh, this Saturday that I spoke with his uh, representatives for uh, the final time. Yeah, so. He told him about the Blackhawks having interest. He told him about another team, at least indirectly through representatives, that another team was jumping in on Saturday. And uh, I'll say it again. What the agent did this morning is crap. So he has a history of being crap in this situation with the stupid, you know, meme with the sword in the back. Um, Because not only if you want to say GM, GM, McPhee, and then, you know, Kelly McCrimmon, oh, they're cutthroat, this organization. You're also taking a freaking dump right on the head of Bill Foley. Of course you are. Which is incredibly disrespectful. And again, I'm not I'm not a VGK guy. I'm not an organization guy. I like I I, get, I don't have a dog in the fight, but when you when you look at it, McCrimmon's like, we talked to him the whole time. And he followed it up by saying, like, I can't control when the news comes out about him being traded and this whole thing that I have to call him the second that I think it's official. With respect to this morning, the rumors hit Twitter before I spoke to Marc-Andre Fleury. We had not, in fact, even completed the trade call. We hadn't begun the trade call with uh, with NHL Central Registry. We would never speak to a player before uh, you got to the trade call in case things don't, uh, don't unfold. So with respect to this morning, it was on Twitter before we had our trade call uh, completed. Makes sense. All right. Well, and again, so you also don't know where that comes from in terms of the league. It could be someone in Chicago, 
right? Mm -hmm. Who immediately texts and Emily Kaplan, who was one of the first that I saw personally, right, of ESPN, with the story that Mark Andre Fleury is going to be gone. So that's the other part. But I, I think your point is, is the best one, which is, like, there's two things. One, at some point, do you expect Mark Andre Fleury to tell, like, bro, relax, okay? Mm -hmm. But he's delivering the message of his client. And the other well, part, I, is, I, well, I'll just I'll jump in real quick. If I'm Blackhawks management, I'm going to look at this and go, Alan Walsh. We're not doing this when you're here because he's going to be getting older and they're going to be even tougher decisions right. down the road. If you're going to have some public nonsense on Twitter all the time, then maybe we're out of this. Right. And that's where I think and this is, again, where we talk about this all the time, where the flurry side of things always seems to be somewhat blame free in a lot of these situations. This is one of those where I think they deserve criticism, where it's like you have now called in the integrity of Bill Foley with all these things, right? And the crimin, whatever it is. It's completely unfair. And to your point where it's like, you're 36, bro. You're going on 37. We're, this time next year, if you have just an average or whatever it is, like, it's just going to be a tough conversation to be had again. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's time to trust us. Presented by Dustin DeHart at Nova Home Loans. Call him today at 577-2600. All right, here we go. Dustin steps in for a couple minutes. We're at the Nova Home Loan Studio. We'll get back to all the uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. And I was going to say Robin Leonard stuff. We could probably keep Leonard out of this for a, a couple of minutes. Fleury's been traded to Chicago. You sounded like you were surprised that they went with the younger guy versus the older guy. But keep in mind, the older guy just won the Vesna. Yeah. He's the best goalie in the no, league, according to, yeah. according to the league. <laughs> I Do you get it? it? I, I'm surprised they got rid of any of them, to be honest. I thought they were going to try and keep them both. And they need Make help. Work. They need they need yeah. more help scoring. And if they were going to get rid of one of them, I thought it would have been Leonard. Which okay. I, was, I I think I'm in the majority, but who knows? No, 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 I'm not. In, no, no, you're no. in the minority. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, it's hard to say because Flurry people are just like that's it. Well, it's yeah, Flurry. I think the true right. the real Knights fans, but I guess the hockey analysis, you know, the, those guys are probably. Oh. Make, makes more sense the route they went. The right? real Knights fans? What kind of a shot is that? <laughs> well, you know, well, I would saying. I would say the the hockey fans yeah. who maybe aren't as emotional, right? But there's a lot of people in this market who are emotional about it. That's well, what I've, fans do. I've read some some feeds on Facebook, right? And boy, it gets they're crazy. fired up. It gets crazy. So really interesting real estate story out of L.A. I didn't. I had no idea this had happened. I guess. Uh, USC had a presidential house, right? So their president since 1999 or was it 79 um, had lived in this just unbelievable house. It was yeah. built back in 1934. All right, rolling on with Dustin DeHart. I'm not sure where we uh, where we dumped out of that story. But anyway, so the USC president's uh, house has been sold $25 million. Now they've got one that was $8.6 million. But yeah, it's interesting to see this. The colleges yeah. are cutting costs, and hey, the president doesn't doesn't get to live in a freaking fifteen thousand square foot mansion. I mean, I'd rather live in that than the White House, right? Right? Jeez, oh, Pete, it's crazy. Yeah. And again, it speaks to uh, L.A. real estate, which brings us yeah. to Shaq, who is Shaquille O'Neal, is very heavily invested, like multiple times over. He's been selling and buying here in mm -hmm. Vegas, and yeah. he, I guess he just bought another place here in the last week or so, right oh, near Wayne, Wayne Newton's Newton. old. Yeah. Yeah, property. So he's somewhere near Sunset Park for about two million dollars. It's not his main residence. No. Yeah. I mean, he's but Jack wheels and deals a lot. He does. He's got houses everywhere. And I, you know, I read up on him. He, his goal or his dream was to own one billion in affordable housing. Believe it or not. Wow. Really? Yeah, and he's he's got a hundred million dollars in uh, fifteen hundred unit properties um, in in Denver area. 
Um, in 2006, his company invested in the Met in Miami, which is a high rise with a thousand units. And this is written your wheelhouse. He recently opened an $80 million apartment complex in New Jersey and has plans for a $150 million high rise. Oh, wow. <laughs> that dude is like got a serious portfolio. I'm, you know, and all the businesses he owns is insane, you know, so he, he pretends like he's not that yeah. smart, but he yeah. really might be one of the smartest totally. athletes we've ever seen. Of course. The business side, right? Yeah, and then we, and then we bust on him because we're like, oh, he's not really keeping up with the NBA the way right. he should. Like, what, does he have time? <laughs> right. This exactly. is like the least oh. important of all his jobs. I mean, it, know, is, right? it is his job. <laughs> I'm, well, <laughs> sure. Uh, I guess I'll defend him. I'm pretty sure that. he does that just for fun, right? I mean, yeah. I'll no. defend him in saying that, uh, and and probably Barkley too, because we get on both of them. That I'm sure they've explained to TNT, like, I know you're paying me a lot of money, but there's yeah, a lot of. Are, stuff are going you on. turning tuning into those two for like some huge analysis? No, no you're no, tuning in to get a laugh, yeah, pretty much. We know better, and for them to fight each other and potentially exactly. throw hands at least <laughs> twice a year. Yeah. Uh, let's hit a couple of fantasy football situations. Five seven seven twenty six hundred is the number to get the mortgage tune up to get more information on your house where you are right now. Uh, also, if you want to buy something and you're, you know, right now in a condo or an apartment, uh, Dustin's the guy to talk to. The folks at Nova Home Loans are the folks to talk to. Five seven seven twenty six hundred. All right. Well, Deshaun Watson is yeah. going to report. Yeah. Well, he has to, right? Well, he has to because <laughs> otherwise they could find him. So yeah. now he's going to force their hand. Right. What do we do with the Texans? I David Johnson's back at running back. Does this mean he's going to be good? Is Tyrod Taylor good enough to actually draft their receivers and feel okay about it? What do you think, John? Oh, I no. Are they just like a, almost a complete stay away team for fantasy? I would say yes. I mean, outside of I would think the running backs. I think if you're if you get a feel on who the lead running back is going to be, and it looks like it's going to be Johnson, they they have the feel of a team that is going to try to run the ball, and they have some talent on offense. I just Tyrod Taylor's a good quarterback. Sorry, Adam Hill, but we have seen that there. It's not really a dynamic offense that Tyrod Taylor has led in the past. So maybe Johnson. Maybe Johnson's value does go up. I think that's the only way that I Gosh, would. I'm scared about him though at this but, point. Uh, uh, David Johnson. Well, here's yeah. the thing: there, I think there's value in their backups. Their backups are actually pretty good. It's Philip Lindsay, right. Mark Ingram, and Rex Burkhead. Right. Which, yeah. which, by the way, Patriots brass Casario came down there. Mm-hmm. So now maybe I go back on. Hey, there's value in David Johnson because they may go with a four-headed running back. Right. And then, no, you have no idea week to week who the hell's playing. <laughs> right. But that's why my caveat was: if you can get a read of who the guy is going to be right behind there behind in the backfield then i think that's going to be it but i think there's that's really the only way i really feel comfortable just because tyra taylor might be fine but it's just i think his peak in his career is what 21 24 touchdowns something like that i and think that might be pushing it who is the receivers brandon cooks is that who it is brandon, yeah brandon cooks kiki qt's on the roster oh, as yeah. well uh, randall cobb for the time oh, being right, although cobb, there is some yeah. rumors that he's going to be on his way to green bay so we'll see if that's actually going to be the case yeah but Nothing uh, to really get too excited about there, for sure. Yeah, yeah. T- Texans are somebody you're probably going <laughs> to look the other way when drafting, for sure. And, you know, like one of the things that I was looking this up right now, the problem with any one of the running backs as well is this was an offensive line that was one of the worst run-blocking offensive lines last year, according to some yeah. metrics. There you so, go. <laughs> that might be a problem. Well, Rex Burkhead should be fine. Then. Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah. He's going to come back. It's going to be just this year. Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing, or does that worry you? Hmm. I, I, I would think, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I you know, I, would, doesn't he want to go out in a blaze of glory and, you would think. and be MVP again? And he's got the best receiver. Right. And Stick it to the so Packers that, by yeah. winning them a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I mean, last year he wasn't really drafted that high either. And nope. he went crazy, you know, I mean, we had a crazy year. So what do you think, John? Yeah, that's cr- it's good question. You're all in. Yeah. He's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's thrived in LaFleur system in two years now. There's no reason for me to expect that this is going to be any different. Other than the emotional storylines going, so he is like, retiring next year. Is that no, 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 oh, okay, no, no. Gotcha. he's, he's there for one the, year, right? But and they've they worked gotcha. out that the contract right, is right, over, and about. then okay. he will be dealt to another team. Right. Gotcha. So you would think he's max motivated. I'll tell you this: what I'd like to see at the end of the year, if there's another play, where you know Lafleur may go conservative. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm just throwing out every down. I'm like, I, no, just like wave <laughs> off play. Like right. this is it. Honestly. Trust me, I'm doing it. We're not kicking a field goal. Get off the field. Like I would take the ball and throw it at He's the six thousand yards. Yeah, I would. Uh, 40, I throw in the forty interceptions. I throw in the caveat that uh, the terminology of the terms agreed upon is that they would revisit the situation yeah, after right. the season. They're going to revisit right. and see if he's happy. And maybe he'll want to stay for another year. Well, what what if they win again. a Super Bowl? It could change, I guess. If but they win a Super Bowl, Adam signs an extension. Like all of a sudden, now you're looking at this and being like, maybe it's not that bad here. They trade uh, Jordan. Oh, I don't even know what you get for Jordan Love. <laughs> right. No, they're not. They're not going to trade yeah, him. He's yeah. going to be the guy. Uh, five seven seven twenty six hundred. We got like thirty seconds. So mortgage tune-ups. Yeah, rates are great, guys. They keep going down. The adverse market fee that got lifted. It's time to refinance. I'm telling you, they're almost back to record lows. Property values are through the roof. Calls today. Five seven seven twenty six hundred and. Uh, Ask for Dustin, the team here at Nova Home Owns is awesome. Uh, I worked with him, you know, basically a year, 14 months ago, got my rate lowered. I got money out of the house. I put some of it back in and uh, my payment went down. Think about that. Your payment goes down and you can take money out of the house, potentially, if you've been in there for a while. There you go. Thanks, Dustin. Thanks. We appreciate it. Uh, Rob Maddie's coming up. He's an Eagles expert. He's AP NFL writers. We continue our breakdown. Cofield and Company rankings. Eagles come in at number 31. Did you miss a show? Listen to podcasts from all your favorite ESPN Las Vegas shows at LVSportsNetwork.com. KWWN Las Vegas and KLAV Las Vegas.